comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan? Oh, could be a lot better, but we tread on. Onward, forward, as Ted Lasso would say. Yes, and uh, we are here. This episode is all about the World Cup. USA versus Wales, post-match reactions. We'll also talk a little bit about Group A and the rest of Group B and look ahead to Friday's match. Uh, For Friday's coverage, I think it might just be me post-game. I'm not going to probably go live. Logan will be traveling. So uh, I probably wouldn't be good live anyway right now because I'd be like so stressed watching the game. (laughs) So I think we'll go... I think we'll go with a post-game wrap-up like this. But it'll probably be closer to actual final whistle just because it is the holiday and I'm off. Uh, so that'll be a little easier than, you know, waiting for us to get off work and record this thing. Um, but yeah, so we are talking the World Cup, USA versus Wales. The first USA game in the World Cup for eight years and let me tell you, I was getting a little nervous before the game. And then I was also getting like really excited at the same time. It was a whirlwind of emotions, just like the game that we <laughs> witnessed that took place after those nerves. Uh, USA started off really hot in this game. Um, and it was a, uh, you know, Timothy Weah scored to make it a 1-0 lead for the USA. And everything looked to be going pretty well but the u.s just couldn't get the second goal that would have really helped put wales away and in fact i know a lot of people say we didn't come out you know i saw some people say we didn't come out of the lockers in the second half of the game and it started to turn before then i I, because i remember thinking to myself all right let's just get into half one up and like try to come back out and reorganize ourselves because it was starting to slip away from us at, at the end of the first half so that was kind of the first half story, right? And then second half, they don't they don't really come out well. It, it was almost all Wales uh, until, God, I don't even know when. <laughs> it just felt like it was all Wales for, for a good chunk of the time. And then what you're going to end up getting, and we'll dive into more of the stuff. It's not just going to be like a five-minute recap. But, you know, uh, you end up with a penalty. Um, I've, I've seen some people say that, well, the ball may have been out of play in the buildup to the penalty. To me, that doesn't matter because sometimes those things are going to be missed. You, you can't as a defender do that sort of challenge, do that sort of tackle and put the ref in a position where they're going to make the call. And that is what killed us at this moment. I think maybe we do hang on and win. It's it's tough. You never know at this point. But once you give up the penalty and you're giving an, a person an opportunity to score just yards away with nobody between them and the keeper, it, most of the time it's going to get converted. And especially when it's Gareth Bale 
uh, most of the time it's going to be converted. And uh, I was right. He broke my heart twice in the span of a month, and I'm pissed off. Three weeks. In the last three weeks, two weeks, right? The last two weeks, Logan. This mother effer is the one that's going to uh, take me to an early grave. He's not very nice. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, well, like, what, what did we do to you? I mean, uh, honestly, like, we gave you a, a job right. at LA. Like, come right. on, man. <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. Um, just, the, but you're right, Jordan. I mean, you you can't you cannot concede a penalty to what was one of the best players in the world at at a time when he was in his prime, and he plays so well for Wales. Like, it just it was like destiny. Um, just to, to have him absolutely just rip. You know what I was thinking about today, Jordan? I was like on my way to work and I'm going, I hate being a U.S. fan just because I, Gareth Bale seems to be looming over Jordan right now. And Jordan's a U.S. <laughs> men's national team fan. And I'm just like, this guy's just going to break our heart again. And then frick if he didn't. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. But I'm sure we'll get deeper into it. If if you want, we can talk that tackle eventually. But Yeah, yeah. Um... <clears throat> So let's talk broad stuff, I guess, right now, right? Um, just things, because I, I don't have any organized show notes. I was, you know, this game was not on an opportune time, right? Uh, so anyway, I didn't get to take any notes, but I was making mental notes as, as I'm going on, right? And like the first 15 minutes, the USA was, was hot. It was like 17th minute. We started to not be able to break them down anymore. And we started kind of like cycling the ball from the from the wings to the defenders, back to the next wing, back to the defenders, back to the next wing. And it was kind of like in this thing where they were going super low block. Wales really pushing into the box. You know what? That's how they played when I played them in FIFA. And it frustrated me. I couldn't break them down, right? So what I do, turn the difficulty down and run it all the way up and win them, <laughs> win the World Cup. <laughs> Take that, Bale. But anyway, it was uh, frustrating in that regard because we had a few chances early on where it wasn't really like shots. Like Sargent had a good header that ended up wide. Um, and again, people, people just jump on this stuff immediately where they're like, he's got to put that away. And I've seen people say like, Oh, Hazers fair would have scored that. And uh, you know, Dallas fans. And I was like, I don't think so. But uh, Sargent has a better track record. But what what it comes to is sometimes players need those chances. We talked about it a few weeks ago, I think during the tune-up games um, in September. Sometimes, like, players just need chances. You know, they're going to get one, and then they're going to be like, okay, maybe next time they're going to put that one away. Now, and teams as a whole need chances. Very rarely you're going to score on your first shot on goal. Sometimes that happens, I would say, but... A lot of times it comes this thing of like where they're building. Oh, they've they've had like they've been peppering the goal. They're going to get one here in a second. This game didn't really have that because there wasn't really a lot of shots on target, a lot of goals uh, or a lot of shots. It was just like the build up. You're like, oh, they're they're getting into space. They're getting the ball in. Sergeant just missed. Like this is good. They're feeling it out. It slowed down. You know, in the 17th minute is when I looked at the clock and I was like, okay we're back to cycling the ball around a lot because we can't break them down. Then, then what it is, uh, um, so then, so then we get into this whole, um, you know, cycling the ball around, not being able to break them down, but then we do, right. We, we do. Sergeant with the header, Pulisic brings it down. He's on a run. Sar uh, Pulisic runs. He makes a pass to Wea. Wea goes in. He takes the one chance he has, puts it away, and uh, you know the first player since Pele to score on Wales in a World Cup. So congrats to to Timothy Wea. And then you go from from that to I felt like we had some chances after that goal, but then what is usually char characteristic of this team is when we have a lead. We end up not pushing as much. And near the end of this first half, Wales was starting to get more in control. I felt like halftime came at a good spot. And then we came out and didn't really capitalize on having the halftime break. So you can put that on whoever you want to put that on, I guess. I see a lot of people complain about the subs. I, I think most of the subs were fine. Um, 
saw some people complain about Musa coming off, but he was he was like hobbling around for a bit. So I'm fine with him coming off, and I think Acosta did fine. So I'm not too upset about that. The the one is the Jordan Morris in for Reyna. Now, Greg has since said that... Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here. Uh, Greg has since said that he is... Uh, that he had felt a little tightness, Gio has, in the run-up to the week, and they were kind of treating him cautionly with the... With the friendly that they had had behind closed doors with a Qatar club team. And uh, Reina, of course, says he is fully healthy. And a lot of people are like, well, who's lying then? And I don't think either of them are. I think Reina, like any player, goes out there and says he's completely fine and he wants to play. It's a World Cup. He wants to play the game. And I think Greg and the team is thinking, all right, you're, you're like 95% there, but like we really want to make sure you're ready for England and we're not going to risk this risk this game. You can say if that's a good or bad call, I don't really know, right? But I don't think that means one of them is lying. I see a lot of people saying like, well, Greg is obviously lying. Why would he lie about it? it it's, it's dumb. We see this in the NFL all the time. There's people that end up getting concussions, Logan, that try to go back into the game or will go back into the game because, and, and I think Landon mentioned this on the broadcast for the first game, England, Iran. The goalkeeper got like knocked out. He's on the ground for 10 minutes and he continued to try playing. And like Landon said, you need those professionals there to be able to say, no, you're not ready to go out there or you can't continue playing. Because the player will want to go out there. And especially in a tournament that only comes around every four years, this is different than NFL Week 13. It is a, a tournament that is only there every four years or every four and a half in this case. But uh, And it ends up being a, well, I want to go out there and play. And it sounds like he's he's supposed to play against England, that they feel like he's going to have enough rest at that point to do it. But... I don't know. That's the main thing I can say Greg got wrong here. Otherwise, the lineup was strong, surprised everyone. And Wales adjusted. And when Wales adjusted, uh, the U.S. didn't adjust. So that's probably something else on Greg here. But the main thing that killed us was a poor decision by a defender in the box when when Bale's not even facing goal. And that is the thing that you, you can... I guess put it on the coach if you want. But when a player makes a decision like that, that is just the player making a decision. And, and you know, Zimmerman was good all game until that moment. Tim Ream was outstanding this game. And Tyler Adams was man of the match. Like, those were the best players on the pitch. Zimmerman was really good until that baffling tackle and not really sure what made him do it. Maybe he was just nervous worried they would score i don't know trying to be a hero what do you think logan make somebody uh make a decision like that Uh, and i texted you this um that it was uncharacteristically stupid for walker zimmerman who is not usually and if people don't watch mls um this guy's probably the best defender in mls uh a league that does have really good defenders Uh, i know a lot of people poo poo on the mls but i mean walker zimmerman could play in a big four league um, just because of how talented he is. So this is this is a player that has won multiple awards for just being an absolute anchor to one of the best defenses in the whole league um, in Nashville for most of the time that he's been there. Um, I think it's a little bit of – I think he thought he could get to the ball and make a big play. I think that was part of it because I, I, I think it, it doesn't look like much of like – you know, he's scared because Gareth Bale has the ball in the box. It looked more of like, let me make a big play here, and he didn't need a big play. Um, if you watch the clip, even the the touch that Gareth Bale has in the box, it's not a good touch. It starts to leak away from him. So, I mean, it, it makes it look even worse if you slow it down just because the ball gets away from Gareth Bale and had Walker Zimmerman just made him beat him. Uh, I, I don't think Gareth Bale gets around him and Matt Turner all at one point. So, I think just the way, because I think it's going away from his left foot, which is his dominant foot. 
So I, I think there's just a whole lot of mixed things that, that it would not have gone well for Garrett, gone well for Garrett. And I think Walker just ultimately tried to make a really good play when he didn't need to make a good play. Um, you, you just had to stand up in front of him and say, you know what, let me just see if he can beat me because I know I'm good defensively. So, and, and that's the other thing that confuses me is both of them have been so good all game. And the the fact that he felt like he had to go make some kind of heroic play on Gareth Bale kind of confuses me. But I don't know. It, it seems a whole lot more like he was just trying to make a big play and he didn't get to the ball and up in it and just stupidity. I mean, it was just a, a lack of uh, knowing what's going on in the situation in which you're in. Um, and maybe it's the stage is a little too bright. I don't know. Like, I, I think at a moment you just kind of, oh, my gosh, I see the ball. Let me make a big play on Gareth Bale. Um, didn't need to. But really, I mean, just without that, Jordan, I mean, I, you and I talked about this. We win the game. Uh, I think the U.S. had them absolutely stunned. And, and they played really well in the second half, and we'll get to for more and, and what's happened there. But, I mean, just overall, I mean, it, it felt really good. I felt really great. I mean, just like, like listening to it, I just felt like the United States had that advantage. And you just felt comfortable. And that was, you know, with this team, like you said, we're used to it. We've been watching World Cup qualifying. The last, you know, 20 minutes is really a tough time for this team to put games away. And they did well, what I've been telling people, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of 2014 when you had a lead against Portugal and you yep. give it up in stoppage time. This wasn't stoppage time, but it's what I mean by that is, and I saw somebody who's like, well, this, they were not Portugal. Saying, <laughs> yeah, they responded to me saying, well, that was, uh, that was not Wales. And I'm like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> No, it was Portugal, which a lot of people didn't really rate as a good team until they won the Euros anyway in 2016. But anyway. You know, people used to be back then, be like, it's Ronaldo and that's it. And that's how people treat Wales. It's Bales and that it. Uh, but it's not. You know, there's more than that. But what what I mean by that is it is a draw that feels like a loss. <laughs> and it's brutal. You know, it is uh, brutal because you think we had it and we let it go. And uh, there was uh, a- another game that feels kind of similar in that case. A bit, I guess. And that's the Slovenia in USA 2010 game, which finished 2-2, but USA did have a Michael Bradley goal that was called wrongfully offside or for a foul. It was a um, really bad refed game. That's another one where you felt like we had the win and they took it from us. In this case, we we gave it to them. Um, you know, I think 2014 was just Ronaldo uh, scoring, and that was you know something you, you couldn't anticipate. This was a gift. But what I meant by that really is it's a win. It's a it's a, some a game that you felt like you should win. You were on the path to winning, and even though it's a draw, even though a draw is fine in this scenario, and I'll tell you why in a second. It feels like a loss, and it feels like a crushing loss. Where I see overreactions left and right all over Twitter, all over Facebook, of people just saying stuff like MLS lost us the game. Greg, uh, we're already out of the World Cup, people saying. It, it's mind-boggling bad takes that I see right now. And I see some people saying that kind of stuff that have not turned on a soccer game in four years. And that is the kind of stuff that upsets me too. Is because I'm like, you don't even know the sport. Like, I saw some people saying it's Pulisic and 10, uh, like, DoorDash drivers on this team. And I'm like, Pulisic is one of the talented players, but we have more talented players than Christian Pulisic on this team. And another thing is, why the hell is Christian continuing to take set pieces? He's been awful at them forever. We've seen it all the time. He can barely get it past the first person on a corner, and it continued to happen today. Is there really nobody else on this team that can do a better job at set pieces? That's what I want to know. Like, I know Acosta takes them usually when he's in, but it's like, is there really nobody else that can step up and just get it over the first person? Uh, whether it's a free kick, whether it's a corner kick, this has been an issue for Christian the whole time. And it, it becomes one of these things where I feel like a lot of times people just think the number 10 has to do it, right? Um, like, you know, usually you'll see like, well, Messi's going to take this free kick and he's going to put it in. Ronaldo's going to step up and take this free kick and put it in. Wayne Rooney is going to step up. David Beckham, you know, all these players that were like the star of their team, they don't have to do everything. 
right? They just need to be able to get somebody that can actually put the ball in a spot for like Haji Wright or Sargent to head it in. That is what the corner should be. Christian can't do that. And he hasn't been able to do that as long as he's been a member of this team. So um, I saw somebody say, I want to know what he does in training uh, for set pieces because he's been awful at them forever. And, um, and that is true. Um, So I don't know. Um, Here's why I'll tell you why draw is not terrible. All right. Let's look at how it's set up for this world cup, right? Right now. We have um, one point. Wales has one point. Iran has nothing. And Iran is almost out of the World Cup because of the goal differential. England smashed Wales. I mean, smashed um, Iran. 6-2. So now that leaves England first, Wales and USA tied for second. And yes, Iran's only one point behind, but they have a four-goal differential worse than the USA and Wales. Wales faces Iran next. We face uh, England, and by the time we face England, the 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 other game should be over, right? I think that's another Friday game for Wales. Yeah, it is. Just double check because sometimes they structure these weird. It's a five a.m. game, mm-hmm. so we will know by the time we take the field the layout of the rest of the group so far with Wales and Iran only having one game left, we'll know what we need to do with two games left. You can't worry about that too much if you're a player, but like fan-wise, it'll be nice to kind of be able to speculate on stuff. Okay, so Wales beats Iran, let's say. They have four points. USA draw with um, England. That's the goal, right? Draw with England, you have two points. Wales would, yes, have four and the uh, England would have four. The next thing you would want is for one of Wales or England to probably win. I guess they could draw. It wouldn't really matter. At that point, it's on you to face Iran and beat them and get through. And while I said before, I don't want to have an Iran game mean a lot. It's going to. Uh, But if it does mean a lot, I'm sure Iran will still get up for the game, but at that point they might be knocked out. And if they're knocked out and England battered them, I think we can. Iran sat back most of that game and England were able to break them down. If the USA can can took take what they learned when they just faced Wales and face a worse team in Iran and be able to score more than one goal, I think the USA could beat that game. And at that point, you'd have a draw from here, a draw from England, three points from Iran. You can finish with five. And then you would want England or Wales to win if Wales beats... um, Yeah, if Wales beats uh, Iran and England draws with the USA, they would both have four. So you want one of them to win. So that way you get to... Somebody having seven, you having five, and then four, and then one or zero, right? That's like your path. And it's a very reminiscent path to 2010. So here we go. (laughs) England and USA drew 1-1 to start the 2010 World Cup. The next game was that Slovenia-USA game that was 2-2. Then, so at that point, USA has two points. England at that point has two points because they drew with Algeria. Slovenia has four points because they actually beat Algeria and drew with the USA. So at that point, Slovenia has four while everybody else has two and Algeria has one. And I think most people think, wow, Slovenia might get out of this group. USA and England, it's up to only one of them to get through. Wrong. They both moved through. Slovenia loses to England, and USA beat Algeria in the last game, and they both went through with five points. It is still possible to get through. And in fact, whenever the USA has either won or drew their first game, they have made it through to the next round. 
So there is positivity here. I don't want to have everybody just be like totally off the rails. You can get through. Um, another one that went, uh, I was looking to see if I could find another one that was very similar, but the most similar one is that, uh, is that 2010 World Cup. 2014, we obviously started with a win. Then we drew with Portugal. And then we, uh, we we lost to Germany and got through with four points. We have won. If we can just get three more, you're probably through. That is the main point I'm trying to make here. Get through with four or five points, and you're golden to get through this group, I think. Yeah, and the biggest thing is that I, I think what people see when they're watching this to start, you went from an 84% chance being up 1-0 to now having a 45, 46% chance, I think it said. And I think it was 59. At, is it 59 now? I, I, I think that's what Landon said, if 59% for, for a group that um, draws. I saw somebody write, I don't know what I saw, then I saw somebody write a table out that said 46%. Um, but either way, I mean, it, the, the U.S. has the best chance from the odds um, are considered to, to advance um, just because – I mean, I I look at this and I think Wales are a good team, but I think Iran didn't play it as well against England. And I think they're comparable to the U.S. and Wales. So I, I do think that there's a likelihood that Iran either draws with Wales, Iran could beat Wales. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that could happen. I think what we'd probably be rooting for a draw would be best case scenario, like a nil-nil draw. For who? For Wales and Iran. Would that be the best case? I would scenario? actually say an Iran win would be Iran perfect. Iran would be better. Yeah. Well, that's true because <laughs> that's right. Would because be perfect. Like a one nil Iran then you're win still would be in, great. You're an ultimate control. That's true. Because, yeah. because if you, you draw it. with if you draw with England, and England has four points, and you have two points, and Iran has three because they beat Wales, and Wales has one, you go in and face uh, Iran, and you can hopefully win that game, and you're good. I'm going to be actually really curious on the Iran-Wales game because they both play the exact same style of just sitting back and waiting for somebody. I don't know what that game's going to be like for the, for those two teams. Like, who's going to be the one with the ball? Wales? I don't know. Or Iran. I, I don't really know how that game's going to work. And I probably won't see it because it's at 5 a.m. I don't know yeah. if I'm waking up on Black Friday at 5 a.m. for that game. I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, think, I think Iran... Like, I really do. I don't think they played well at all. Plus, England is on this path of, like, they're one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Now, that doesn't mean either. I think people look down the gauntlet and go, okay, well, we've got England next, and that can't go well. We've I mean, never lost them in a World Cup. I was going to say, and the U.S. team, actually, I was watching England play today. A U.S. team, I think, matches up pretty darn well with England. I will say, I don't know what it is about our style, but I think because it's more European, I guess, uh, and much more, I guess, similar to uh, the way that England like to play, um, I think we're very similar in that aspect. I'll tell you what it is, all right? It's we play to our opponent's level. That's true. That is it. You're right. right. We let them right back into it. England, we're going to be up for it. I guarantee you we'll be up for it. And we'll probably play well, and I assume a 1-1, nil-nil draw, something like that. And maybe 2-2, who knows. And then the Iran game that you hope to blow them away because England beat them 6-2 will probably be a one nothing USA win or something. You yeah. know, And it's like, that's what's frustrating about the team, right? Is yeah. that no matter who we're playing against, it seems like it's like, we will rise or fall to meet your level. And part of it is, look, this team is young. I don't want to hear how talented they are. They are young. They've never experienced this in their life. Right, Yedlin is the only player on this team that has ever experienced what just happened. So that is something, that, and it, you know what, the ref was awful too, and and that's part of it. Um, giving Pulisic was the most fouled player on the field. I just saw this stat. I forget who posted this. And Wales got two yellow cards. USA got four. Uh, and you know, two of them were in the first like fifteen minutes to both the right-hand side of the of the midfield so and the defense. At that point, you're like, 
okay, they're going to just keep attacking down that side, and then you have to sub them out. You have to sub McKinney out. You have to sub um, Dest out because you're worried about a potential another bad yellow card call by a ref that's going to make it a red card. So I understand the decision when people are like, why are they putting in Yedlin? I understand putting Yedlin in over Scally. I do. I understand that over Shaq more because this is a guy who's been in a World Cup. And it's a 1-1 game or a 1-0 game at that point. I totally understand the call to put Yedlin in in that sense. The only baffling one for me is the Gio Reyna. And if he's healthy enough to play on Friday, I think he would be healthy enough to go today. But obviously they're worried about something. And is that thing to be worried about uh, the right call? I see some people saying, like Chris Smith, friend of the show, is like, you want to get the six points against Iran and Wales, why save him for England? Well, guess what? Even if we put Reyna in, we might end up with the same situation where it's 1-1, and then we also need him for England. Like, we can't put all our eggs in the basket of Wales and Iran. You have to get a result from England. I don't care. You, you have to. You can technically still move on if you lose, but at that point, it is really pushing it at that point on what you're, what you're going to be able to do. You would need what Wales to then beat England and Iran. So that way they have seven points and then you have to beat Iran and you would have four points and you have to hope that England doesn't even get a draw against Wales. And that's why Wales needs to win. Right. I don't know. That is just, that is messy at that point. If you lose this next game and Mm -hmm. that's why the three points would have been crucial today. But it doesn't mean Reyna coming in immediately wins you the game either. It's what at that at, at that point was it one nothing still or was it one one? Uh, I have to check. Been... It would have been one one because the goal was eighty yeah. second minute. Jordan Morris came in eighty fourth, right? In the uh, yeah eighty eighth. At that point, it's it's barely any time. Now you had ten mm-hmm. minutes of stoppage time, but. Maybe you say bring them in earlier, right? Stoppage but. time is like playing with your hair on fire. That's what I related to. It could be 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. It feels like you're just running around with your chicken like a head cut off. and just. But I mean, and the other thing too is that I think, Jordan, you can look at all the positives. I think everybody played well. Like I think everybody, like we didn't step on the pedal, but I think the U.S. going forward into England go, okay, guys, we're playing really well. We might have some banged up players, but everybody's going to have banged up players. Iran lost their goalkeeper, and I don't think he'll play for the rest of the tournament. Looks like a broken nose um, or a concussion. Um, so, I mean, everybody's going to, everybody's the walking dead, really. I mean, and England didn't look special. I mean, it, they they got six, but that was just because they Iran was good. awful. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I think they looked good because it ends up being 2-0, 3-0, and all of a sudden the all hell breaks loose. That's yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see how it looks. And part of it is that they had to remove their goalkeeper, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think when he came out, it was still nil-nil. Uh, so, I mean, that obviously plays a factor in there as well. Yeah. But what what I'm looking at here is um, – what did I just see somebody say on here? I'm just like, you know – going off the cuff here i saw somebody say something that made me um pause a second oh yeah the 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 foul by acosta which saved the match i think i mentioned it earlier this was huge matt turner came out of nowhere he probably didn't have to to head the ball and then it falls to gareth bale's feet at midfield he is about to line up a chip for the empty net as turner is rushing back to it and Acosta just takes him out from behind, gets a yellow. But guess what? That doesn't matter. You take the yellow there, it was obviously a hundred percent the correct call to do, and it ends up saving it. Bale's thinking he's got the shot here. He's lining it up, he's about to take it. Acosta just comes barreling in from the back to his LAFC teammate, <laughs> knocks him off, right? And gets the free kick, which allows Turner to go back, which allows them to get themselves back. And if Bale puts that in, it is not... I see people saying it's a disaster now. It is a disaster if Bale puts that in because that would be another boneheaded move because I don't think Turner needed to come out. 
for that. So you end up having like two key mistakes off of your best goalkeeper in your squad and one of your better defenders in the squad. That would be brutal. And then you would really be stuck because you'd have to win against England. You'd have to win against Iran. Like that's what you would have to probably aim to do those next two matches if you lost this one. It'd be Wales and England with three points at the top of the group, and you would be almost buried at that point. So thank you, Kellen Acosta. That was a genius tackle. I'm glad he had the heads-up ability to do that. I thought Brendan Aronson looked good. I saw some people complaining about him. He was uh, just very lively, making runs. Um, He did what you want a sub to do. Like He came in with energy. That's all you ask for for a sub. He's not going to change. I think he'll get the start against England because I don't know. Here's here's the other thing, though, I I, I found interesting, though, is they were talking about um, the guys playing against England and how Iran, and this, this I think is 100% true. Iran, they don't have guys that are used to playing Premier League talent at all. Uh, you look at the U.S. team, and you start from the top to the bottom. Um, you've got Matt Turner, who's at Arsenal, who's playing Premier League, you know, backup soccer, but still Premier League. Serginho Dest, who plays that type of talent, he's in La Liga. You've got Tim Ream, who's playing in Premier League. You've got Jedi, who's playing in Premier League. You got Tyler Adams playing Premier. Eunice Moose is used to playing that kind of competition. Weston McKinney's in Syria, ah, playing for Juventus. Tim Weah used to playing that type of competition. Josh Sargent used to playing that type of competition. Christian Pulisic used to sitting and watching that kind of competition. So <laughs> you really do have, I mean, guys that are used to Premier League soccer. I think Tyler Adams, I think Christian Pulisic, especially I think Christian, this next game, you're going to see a different level of Christian Pulisic that we've not seen for quite some time just because of how pissed off he is about his situation where he's currently playing. I think you see a different monster there. I think you see these young guys go, don't forget about us. Tyler Adams, probably the best six in the whole Premier League right now. Um it just it really does. I, I think that this next game sets up nicely. And I think you can't forget the fact that all these guys are used to playing that top-level uh, talent. So they're not going to walk into this England game and go, holy crap, who are these people? They're going to go in with a little bit of a chip on their sh- shoulder because I think they're oftentimes overlooked where some of these England guys, they walk on water. So I think it'll be an interesting matchup. It, but I, I, I really would not be shocked, Jordan, if we walked with at least a point against England, and that's kind of what you hope. Fox Sports just made an absolute blunder on Twitter. What'd they do now? This Friday, USA versus Wales at 1 p.m. ET on Fox. No, we just played Wales. It's England. And not at 1 o'clock either. <laughs> well, that's when they do Are the they... pregame. Oh, okay. They shouldn't have I thought you meant they like, posted a picture of like... No, they just shouldn't have the rights to the World Cup. But anyway, um, yeah, so so there you go. That is, I think, most of what we can say about this game. Anyway, we'll, we'll probably look at, at, at some other games. But yeah, I, I totally think, like, Reem is a lock to start right now, right? You can't put Aaron Long in against England. <laughs> Aaron Long might never see the field again. Terry <laughs> played think a I'm... hell of a yeah. game. And, and the fact that he was on the outs of this team and just got called in due to his form, when people thought Greg wouldn't do it, like you have to commend some stuff that Greg does. I don't care if you hate the guy. Nobody thought he was bringing in Tim Ream and he did. And Tim Ream played a hell of a match and he started. And that was great. Um, and this is the best lineup he's ever thrown out there. Ever yeah, since he's way of starting was, was great. Yeah. I know some people were saying Reyna should, but nope. way is the one that scored. He, it ended up being fine. Right. Um, the, the thing I have to look at is going against England. I would love to see somebody else on set pieces, but I feel like it's going to be Pulisic. Uh, I've, I would like to see – I don't know if Reyna's going to start. Maybe. Maybe they'll rotate and put Reyna in instead of Weah and then be able to bring Weah in for the second half against England. Um, and then I'm thinking – I don't know what other changes I would make. I think I think the midfield's probably – it depends on if McKinney's healthy. He was kind of – struggling along with Musa, but you could put Acosta in there if you need it to, but I'm assuming you're going to see most of the same lineup, except for maybe uh, Reyna in for, 
for Weya if he's really good to go. If he's not fully good to go, then I'm thinking Weya starts again and Reyna comes in in the 60th minute when the USA needs a goal. Haji Wright. <laughs> Haji Wright came in. Uh, he didn't get much of a time right. to actually do anything, but yeah. Look, this team is young. They're gonna they're gonna have this stuff. Uh, they're gonna have the growing pains here. Uh, they're second youngest team in the World Cup right now, and I think it's they were gonna be the youngest, but they brought along um, Yedlin and Reem, which I think pushed them <laughs> pushed and Sean Johnson, which pushed them over to the second youngest. But you know, you have a you have a team that only has had one person play World Cup experience. And you might say, well, Wales has no World Cup experience, but they've played in a couple Euros recently, which is you know a pretty tough tournament for them as well as some, you know, it's, it's not the equivalent to the gold cup here, right? Like our players closest thing that they've experienced to a euros is the world cup or the Copa America that was in 2016, which none of those players are playing on this team um, except for Pulisic, if he was on that team. Um, So that's what I'm kind of looking at as, you know, you could say Wales doesn't have world cup experience, but they have Euros experience. They have big tournament experience more than we do. Our nation's league, our gold cup is nothing compared to theirs because we're playing all those games here every single time. Uh, while they're usually, you know, at an actual hostile environment, Wales would be for tournaments. Uh, anything else about this game before we move on to maybe, looking at the rest of the the groups? No, I don't think so. I just think uh, Kellen Cost is a good option to have as a backup. Um, I mean, I think he does exactly what you want. Um, I would be, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how Christian, Christian kind of grew into the game as the game went, but it yeah. still would be interesting to kind of see just how his form kind of picks up. Just because, I mean, I mean, look at it. He, he just hasn't played in enough competition even he's starting to kind of shake off some of the rust. So I, I think a lot of guys, I think Weston McKinney, the same thing, shaking off the rust um, is a big thing for him just because they've been hurt. But Matt Turner, I thought Matt Turner played well for not having played. So I'll, I think all signs are good, Jordan. I think as long as they're all healthy, like you said, I think there were four or five guys that were banged up after the match. So maybe uh, – <laughs> Maybe if they're not healthy, that's not good. But um, all right, so there, there you go. That is all we can really say on Wales and the U.S. men's national team facing off. But we're going to look ahead to the rest of the group here. Uh, earlier today, England beat Iran six to two to put themselves in prime position to move on and really hurt Iran's chances to, um, uh, to move on in this group. Could that kill Iran's spirit in that last game? I guess it really depends on what Iran does here against Wales. If Wales gives them another battering, maybe, but I think Iran will always get up for the U S because of the history of the two nations politically and they even had some run-ins in the fifa world cup before um i know you kind of hint at what you thought of this game that it was maybe more of iran looking bad but i saw a lot of people say england looked very scary again i think the usa can rise to the occasion and we'll probably get a draw from this but what are your thoughts on uh either of these two teams as we head into the next round of games on friday I mean, I guess on paper, England, um, I mean, they, they can go 13 or 14 deep and be really good. Um, I think that's something scary for the U.S. just because the U.S. doesn't have that luxury. I think the best player coming off the bench oftentimes is either going to be Kellen Acosta or Brendan Aronson. Um, maybe like a Gio Reyna if he is sitting still. Um, so the, the U.S. is not quite as deep. Um, I think the thing with England – um, I think you look at England and Iran. Iran just did not look good at all. Um, if you put them up against Qatar, I mean that, that, that's how bad. Like that, it was Qatar was awful, but Iran was just a level above them. I think 
in just terms of just looking. I mean, they didn't look like they were going to get through England at all today. Um, they just had times where it was just like and <laughs> I know, when they get, when they get two goals, and yeah. it looks it flatters them a little bit right. more than it probably should. And they got a, a 103rd minute penalty or something stupid. Um, but uh, the other thing too is England's defense is awful. So that's how bad Iran was. Um, Harry Maguire is very exposed in that backside. I mean, if you can act, and I think Jordan, the way we kind of funnel the ball inside, I, I think he's, you just attack Harry Maguire. You go directly at him and he's going to make a mistake. I mean, he's shown that time and time again, that he's willing to make mistakes and you just force him to make those mistakes. So I think that's a big one, but I think looking at the group, I mean, I would be shocked if Wales finished his second. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, the U.S. I think is still heavy favorites to kind of shake loose and, and get to that second spot. But I think if you're Wales, you got to feel pretty good, right? I mean, out of this, it, you honestly, especially a comeback draw to grab a point uh, when you were probably on the brink of death. Uh, because if you have 3-3 three, three, uh, and then 0-0 zero, zero at the bottom – I mean, it, the, the two, U.S. and I think England would have run away with it because I think you play a little bit more conservative. Uh, both of the teams do on Friday against each other. And then <laughs> I think that would have been an interesting uh, – it would have been interesting to see how they handled that. I think the U.S. would have benefited from it just because they've got nothing to lose at that point. And the U.S. would have done better, I think, having the ropes just absolutely unleashed. Um, but here – now, I think you have to go in and at least get a point through the United States. Um, you got to try to beat them. And I think for some reason, Jordan, I just feel confident against England. And maybe I shouldn't, but for some reason, I do. Uh oh. That's how I felt against LAFC. So, nah. you know, there's a problem. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like really calm. I, I think because I watch all these, like we had Raheem Sterling, we've had Jack Grealish, I, I've watched yeah. Bakayo Saka. Uh, you watch Jude Bellingham. I think we match up pretty good with them. I, I do. I feel like we we have a solid defense. I think our goalkeeper is a lot better than people give him credit for. Um, I think our I think Tim Ream and, and Walker are good when they don't do things that are stupid. So come no, on, no Joe, oh, no no Joe, bad Joe. <laughs> um, I can't wait for Friday. Honestly, it's gonna be a lot it's of fun. The game, it's the game that's gonna be, I think, the most exciting to watch um do you think there's but, a realistic chance we win yeah at all okay yeah yeah i mean anything can happen i mean like yeah. like i said i'm looking at these tables or all these world cups a lot of these teams are moving on with four points five points and some of these teams are going to drop a point or two like i don't think england is getting out with nine points that would be like historically um for them joe thinks we have 10 percent chance um I'll take it. 10% chance. I'll take a 10%. I think Vegas even has us a better odds than Joe does. (laughs) (laughs) I think Vegas gave us like a 20 something percent chance to win. But you know, anything could happen right on the world stage. It's a world cup. Uh, I don't think England thought with their 2010 team that we would draw with them. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you, I think the players are going for the win, but I think the fans will take a draw. Um, And I think that is, I think, you know, the players think they can beat any team in the world. Um, no, it's absolutely fine, Joe. Don't worry. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. Look, I, I understand it, right? Um, this, is a, this is a young team. There's uh, a, lot on the, a lot on the line. It's just fun banter. And, uh, and I'm sure, you know, England's feeling themselves after that win against Iran. I would be, yeah. I would be. I mean, look, if we blew Wales out 6-2 <laughs> six six two two. like that, I would I would be like, we're absolutely beating England. And Iran's but, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, they haven't really been. Iran no. hasn't been that bad. But it, it so it, it is a question of, was Iran that poor or was England that good? And I think it's a little bit of both. And I think we'll see which way that leans a little bit more for Iran on how they play against Wales, how how that game shakes out because Wales people could say, and I I can say this too, that I thought the USA should have won this game, but really a draw is a fair result. The USA absolutely played the hell out of that first half and they absolutely Wales went the total opposite way in that second half and played much Mm -hmm. better than we did. So I think at the end, if you're going a goal for a half, it is pretty even for one, one. Like I think, I th- and I would, if you had told me one, one against Wales, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Cause I know that 
you can you get could out have with, lost it you can get out with four or five right. points we'll be fine and yeah usa has improved but yeah the final third that's the thing right and that is something that we're gonna have to be able to score against um england you know we had dempsey with the help of yeah <laughs> we had dempsey with the help of rob green get that goal in in 2010 but i don't know if we have that player in this team um to really like pull a, that dempsey goal was out of nowhere just ripping a shot that green bundled into the back of the net. I don't know if we have somebody that's going to try that uh, shot like, like we did here. And yeah, you see, I, I disagree with that though. Joe. I like, I think maybe talent wise, we might be better, but I think a lot of people underestimate Wales and the USA really struggles against teams that just sit in and invite the pressure. Uh, so I was actually really impressed with that first half. And then it like completely swung the other way in the second half where I was like, oh, this is the team we kind of remember for the U.S. Um, But it does go to what he says. Like it's that inability where they have five or six guys. I will say it's the flip opposite. I do feel like their defense is completely exposed where I feel like ours is pretty damn solid. So I I feel like our back four or five with Tyler Adams, who I think is playing some of the best soccer in the world right now, as far as the Mm -hmm. six is concerned. I mean, I really do feel like that back. Oh, he was my pick. He he was my pick for a player that's going to get like noticed. And this game, he played really, really well. He he made some good challenges. Um, Yeah. So yeah, uh, Joe thinks we'll struggle physically with uh, England. See, I think we can get. We'll get physical though. Um, We play physicality. (laughs) I was like, yeah. I think we're. I think where England will shine is that. It's the creative the creativity yeah. side of it yeah which we don't have you know like they have people that can whip in a set piece they have people that we don't and that is the thing that's going to ultimately uh probably cause some real frustration for the u.s against england on friday we don't have Jude bellingham either <laughs> like, i'll say two two yeah. i'll say i'll say a two two draw for friday that's what i'm gonna go with I'm gonna and go i'm gonna with... say usa draw it late it's like a total opposite of this game I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go to 2 1. USA? United States. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I do. I feel like this is exactly what we've watched with this team. They like the big boys. I don't know why they like to be able to kind of step up and go, okay, you might be Goliath, but we're David. So he was for, uh, for not what is he, 19? Unbelievable. Like the, the yeah. fact that he was so composed. I mean, he. He didn't even look like he was on a big stage at all. Like it looked like he was just playing some pickup soccer with the boys in the in the yeah, backyard. Yeah, nineteen so. years old. Yeah. Um, and honestly, remember they retired his player. number. They retired his number at Birmingham. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> After sixteen only years like old, a few games. Sixteen years old, and I think he played four games or five games or something. <laughs> it was it wasn't a lot. Um, let me check. Uh, I have his stats here. He played 41 for Birmingham, but he had four goals. Uh, yeah. But it was only a year, 2019 to 2020. Years old, though. They retired his number. Crapping me. Like, could you they imagine if he had a 16 year soccer old. either? Yeah. He's going to be a great city player. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just take him off of there. Yeah. But again, I, I think Jordan, seriously, that. that the... I'll take that every day of the week, Joe. England first, USA second. I'll yeah, take that I'll every take that. day. I, I, I do think, Joe, I. I I was always hesitant to pick against England just because England's known to choke. But I've told many people that I thought England stood a really good chance to at least make a run for the final. Um, I just don't know. I don't know, Jordan. They just seem to always give it up somewhere. I I don't know why, but it seems to be England. Yeah, the Euros, they gave it up in the final, though. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll take that, get to the final again. I'm I'm sure they'll take that. My, my uh the company i work for that get everybody's in, british um and today oh, yeah. i jumped on a on a video call and they had uh the bosses the owner uh they had his head photoshopped on gareth southgate uh can't deal with another fine <laughs> oh man that'll be bad. Thing, i'm sure yeah yeah could you imagine if it was against like argentina and messi be great. Oh, I just did that in FIFA and I, I blew them out. So I'm sure. Yeah, it's just messy, <laughs> messy, messy, messy. I'm rooting for like an underdog. Though. Or yeah, I'm rooting huh? for like a Croatia or like somebody that's just out of yeah, left once, field for it. Yeah, once we're knocked out. I mean, like Croatia, I was rooting for them in the final yeah, last time. Last because, year. Or last time. Yeah, uh, yeah last, four years ago. Last uh, year. They, it felt, feels like last year. That's <laughs> it does. how sad that is. But yeah, Croatia was a lot of fun because they were um, 
you, you know, nobody really expected them to get there. Right. Right. Came from behind and won a couple of games to get to where they were. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Serbia play. I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of their team is interesting. I think they're a dark, dark horse. So. Oh, yeah. But before we get out of here, Group A, Qatar beat Ecuador. I mean, sorry. That's what they wanted to happen. That's what the ref tried to make happen. Ecuador <laughs> won 2 0. Sorry. <laughs> And then uh, the Netherlands beat Senegal 2-0, and they saved it for late, 84th and 90-plus-9 for Netherlands to get uh, their three points. Oh, Senegal has us in the bag. Um, I don't know. Without without Mane, I'm a little... Mane, Mane. I'm a little worried. I, I thought if they had gotten out of there nil-nil, that would yeah. be huge. Huge for Senegal. We'll see what happens next so those were the two match that those were the two group a matches tomorrow starts the first four game schedule in the world cup 5 a.m eastern time argentina versus saudi arabia that's on fs1 then at eight o'clock is denmark in tunisia at uh, at eight o'clock like i just said on fs1 All right, thanks, Joe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you Friday uh, if you if you jump on here. But uh, good luck, good luck to you uh, and your team, except for against us. And then <laughs> Mexico, Mexico and Poland on Big Fox at eleven o'clock, and also on Big Fox is France, the world champions, going up against the mighty Socceroos of Australia, oh, and Socceroos. that will be that will be uh, tomorrow's World Cup matches. Wednesday. Ooh, these are tasty. I'll just tell you everything. I'll just tell you everything through Friday because that's the next time I record. These are great games. <laughs> Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday is really great. Okay, Germany and Japan. Oh, sorry. Let's start off. Five a.m. Morocco and Croatia. There you go. You want to wake up at five a.m. on Wednesday? I might be. Morocco <laughs> and <laughs> Croatia. Games I can watch. Uh, eight o'clock. Germany and Japan. Once allies in World War Two. Now mm. they're foes. <laughs> <laughs> Fox is going to tweet that. <laughs> They'll say Germany versus Spain, and you'll be like, "Dude, that's the wrong, wrong right. matchup." Spain and Costa Rica at eleven o'clock on Wednesday, and then at two o'clock is Belgium versus Canada. Wednesday is like the day of the World Cup. It's a good day. That is the day. Thursday, 5 a.m., Switzerland versus Cameroon. Everyone can sleep in for that if you want. 8 a.m., <laughs> Uruguay versus South Korea. That one should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock, Portugal versus Ghana, a rematch of the 2014 group stage. Matches, Brazil versus Serbia at 2 p.m. Then, Friday, the games we're waiting for, Wales and Iran at 5 o'clock. Qatar versus Senegal at eight. We'll see if Qatar can buy off those refs. Eleven o'clock, Netherlands and Ecuador. The two people, the two teams are at the top of their group. We'll see how it plays out. And then at two p.m., England versus United States of America. So that is the schedule until the next time we go live Friday. Like I said, it might just be me. I might see if I can find somebody to rope into this. But Jack might be available. No, he's he's going on. Uh, Jack I'm actually recording him. I'm actually recording with him right after this for Black Panther. Uh, but yes, um, Friday after the USA England. So what is that? Probably like a four thirty start time is what I'm looking at. Maybe starting to go live. If anybody wants to, Chris Smith, maybe. If anybody wants to complain about the result or the subs that were used, the players that didn't feature. I'll be live on here. You can leave us comments and we can read them. But I just want to thank anyone who stopped in. Thank you, Joe. I think you're probably already gone at this point, but thanks for stopping by and leaving some comments. All right. Uh, anything else, Logan, before we get out of here? Um, the, the Battle of 1776, Friday. I'm excited. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I know, honestly, Jordan, I think the English fans are probably a little bit more nervous than we are. Um, I think we're more excited at the chance to finally get a whack at them again. So um, 
I'm hoping uh, all I, goes I think well. they're I think they're totally overconfident right now. I hope so. <laughs> I really do because that usually does not go well for them. <laughs> overconfidence we'll is not. This is thing. a new generation though. This is. is a new generation of it England is. of England players and um, same thing with the U.S. though. Yeah, and and Southgate and Greg are friends, I believe. I think he said he looks up. They've had conversations. He's looked up to Southgate, which a lot of people said, "Well, that makes sense." But I think he's taller. Um, so so this could be a lot of fun. These might be people that are actually kind of familiar. Like you said, you have a lot of players that play on the EPL uh, that are going up against each other in this in this game. So I I I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and you know. What can I say other than go, go USA? Which Ian Dark made a reference to today. That was really great. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stoppage time soccer show have a good one